All right, let's circle back around just a few minutes. I want to pray uh, to begin, uh, if we can. I just got a note from Sophia that she said that she thinks she's got it too. So let's pray for them. And also, like for those of you that didn't know earlier when Lori played, there's a we have a, a number of us have a friend named Rusty Walker, um, who uh, a number of a couple of years ago developed uh, a problem with his leg and it had to be amputated, and it ended up being cancerous and it's spread in other parts of his body and he's just been in the hospital the last probably two weeks and his wife just got to come see him yesterday kind of things are are failing a bit and we don't really know the prognosis so we pray for him as well so if y'all can his name's rusty walker we'd appreciate you praying for him too let me begin by praying let's pray together um, oh father we uh we we certainly need your help and uh we pray today uh, for once again for the walkers that you'd be with them and near them and give them hope uh, please be close to their hearts. And uh, we pray for Sophia and Matt that you would heal them. Uh, that, um, Father, that this would not have any sort of major negative effects on them, but they would recover quickly. And uh, that this virus would stop. We pray for you to stop the spread of it. We pray for these vaccines to begin to work and uh, for our, our nation to heal. So please give us grace, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, well, today, what I want to do is to basically have a sort of year in review for you to tell you a little bit about where we've come as a church plant over the past year and um, and then give you some things to pray about unless you divide up and pray a bit for the plant as well. Um, I want to start by reading a passage from Jeremiah 17, which is, I think, incredibly important and has been sort of the heart or at least underneath a lot of what we've talked about together as a plant. Uh, let me read this. It begins in verse 5. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots out by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. We have tried to be, to try to create a culture here that's in the right column, seven and eight, right? And we've resisted a culture in the left column, which is to run things our way, to push ahead, uh, to try to do things without consulting the Lord or without prayer. Instead, we've tried to really put our confidence in Him to be patient, to wait. Um, the Bible uses a lot of um, farming terminology. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Um, a lot of people say it's just because that was the predominant um, uh, commerce during that time. But there's also a real sense in which like, an agrarian way of thinking marks out the church. Um, God calls the church a field. Or Paul calls the church a field that is to be tended. We like to think about the church as this thing we're really trying to build like a building, right? Real fast. But yet thinking about it as a field that has to be tended and taken care of, that you have to be slow and wait on. You know, Jesus talked, the passage we preached on earlier about him being 
the vine and us being the branches, once again, as agrarian, it's this idea that without connection to God, we won't grow, that we need connection with Him. And all of this is sort of overshadowed by the idea that God causes things to grow. You know, ask any farmer, and they're going to tell you they can do all the things right, and things may not grow. You know, they can't, um, they can't expect things to grow without God's grace. And so that's where we are. We're, we're trying to be patient and thoughtful. I've, I've told many of you in conversations that I've had over the past year that we have felt much more carried along in this process than we have felt like we're making our own way. And we're very grateful for that. I think that's cultivating something in us as a church that makes us be willing to wait, that makes us be willing to think uh, well about what we're doing, and to join God in His work as we see it happening. So uh, what I wanted to do is just walk through a few things that have happened this year to remind you. This is sort of a time just to celebrate. We're thankful for what God has done. Um, You know, the church plant started uh, in January of this year. And... um, I've named this little section uh, Preparing the Soil the first three or four months. Um, God called uh, Caitlin and I to plant this church, and uh, we began our work by meeting with people and starting to raise money. Um, Our presbytery approved the plant, uh, and our fundraising began. Uh, We have a goal of raising $250,000 a year for three years uh, in order to uh, get the church off to the best start. So we started uh, doing that with various churches and individuals. And somehow, some way, we're still mighty confused about how this happened. But in just a matter of three months, 15 families said they wanted to be a part of this. Um, and uh, so those 15 families started meeting in what we, April through, April through September in what I would call it cultivating the soil. So if you think about our work as a field, our work as a church plant, that we have really spent the majority of this year working on the soil, trying to create a healthy culture. And all my advisors that I've talked to, all my church planning people and cohorts, they all say the same thing. Like, don't go fast. Go slow. Create a culture and a healthy environment to begin the church. And that's the most important thing because out of that, things will grow. So we began to meet over Zoom. And it was really weird, you know, through the month of, I guess it was June, maybe even later on, like we had not even met each other. You know, we had been meeting as a core group for three or four months and we still had not had a personal face-to-face meeting with each other. And um, we began to study the church as an organism. And we would meet together and, and talk about that, get to know each other, divide into various groups and pray for each other. That was just a really healthy, good time where we began to develop this culture around what the church is uh, and cultural important things uh, that we wanted to have to be a healthy church. And then in October through December, I I wanted to uh, give you the illustration that we began to do what's called building trellises in the church. We've been preparing the ground, tilling the ground, getting it to where, pulling out the rocks, pulling out the the thorns and thistles, uh, fertilizing, getting uh, the soil ready so that when we're ready to plant this thing, it's going to really shoot up. And next we began to build trellises. And, you know, trellises are these things that uh, the vines grow up on. You know, it gives them a way to grow up and to, 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 uh, to be nurtured. And uh, we started building the first one by accident. This is really funny. Because at the end of the summer, we wanted to start meeting together. But because COVID got worse during the summer, we weren't able to do it. And so we thought, what are we going to do? And I went and met with a friend of mine who said, you know, um, at the heart of where he's seeing real Christian maturity in the church, 
has been small groups, particularly what he called discipleship groups, groups of five to eight people with an older Christian leading them and walking them through what it means to follow Jesus. It, it's, a, it's a group that's committed to learning how to abide or to walk with Jesus together in their life. And so we said, well, let's, let's try that. Since we can't meet as a big group, let's start some of these. So we've started five of them. Um, and uh, so there are about 35 adults, or excuse me, 30 adults that are in these groups. Um, and it has been a place of real encouragement and growth. Um, and we've noticed that in these groups, we are seeing people uh, take their faith real seriously uh, when they haven't before in their life. They're learning how to pray and to pray with their spouses and their children. Um, we see people confessing their sins um, that they were afraid to confess before. We see people dealing with uh, addictions in their life and readily asking for help in these groups to do that. Uh, we see people um, opening up about really, really hard things in their life that they have kind of kept secret and tried to deal with on their own. Um, and so in all of this, we have these, these, just these sweet groups of people that are trying to help one another follow to be disciples. And it has been an, the unexpected delight, I think, of this year in terms of seeing the church grow in that regard. Um, and so I've listed a few things to pray for in regards to building this trellis. Uh, one is to pray for Christ the King to develop a healthy culture of abiding in these groups. That they will really solidify in the people's lives that are in them that, that, we need, that we're committed to growing. That we want to grow up this trellis. That we, that we need these things in our lives. Um, last week in one of my groups, um, we were talking about packing it in for the next month or so because things have been so bad with COVID. And one of our guys just said, are you crazy? I need this. We have to do this each week. Even if we meet according to Zoom, we need to be able to get together and do this. And uh, that was just such an encouragement to me. That, like to see that sort of heart inclination, like I need these sort of things to follow Jesus. It's really good. Um, secondly, to pray for new leaders to be developed. Uh, you know, we have five of these, and we're hoping that out of, the five, out of the 30 or so adults, we'll be able to have 10 or more groups that we can start new ones in the fall of next year. And so those leaders are being cultivated over the next few months, and so pray for them. Um, and then lastly, pray for God to continue to build this trellis. We want um, to have a second kind of small group in our church, which is more of sort of a community group. Um, and these are primarily vehicles for people that come and visit with us to meet people here and to become part of the community. Um, and so we're thinking about how to do that well. About And we, we need people to host those. We need people to lead those. And we'd like to just start with maybe having a couple to begin with. But if that's something that's interesting to you or you think that might be a place that God will call you to do ministry in the new year, uh, when we launch, probably February, then tell me. Uh, I'd really like to know that so we can start thinking about those. Um, so that's the first trellis is that we built was for was small groups. The second trellis that we began to build uh, was in October when we started meeting together and having worship with one another. Um, and um, this has been really wonderful. I'm surprised at how great this has been. One, we just need to praise the Lord that Chestnut Mountain has let us meet here. This has been such a gift. They don't charge us any rent. They just like come at it. Um, and so this has really been an amazing place for us to meet. I think many of you, like me, are starting to get to the point where we're craving to invite new people. We want more people to come to this and to be a part of it. And, uh, and I think we're just a little short in terms of some other infrastructure things I'll tell you about in a minute. But uh, we'll, get, we'll keep praying for this experience to be something that we can share with other people. I think we're getting to the point where this is really good. Um, 
So pray for the continued development of the way we think about worship. There, we're in our worship program. We're about where we want to be. We want to have communion every week, but we're sort of waiting for launch or at least uh, to begin to have some preview services before we start doing that every week. Um, pray for the music team. Uh, Steve, Justin, all y'all are doing an incredible job doing this. This is such an encouragement. This is a highlight of mine every week. That it's just been so wonderful. Um, Pray for the development of a nursery ministry, because once we launch, we do have to have a place for kids to go. And so that's part of the, the, the looking for a place to meet, um, is finding a place that not only we can all meet in and spread out here in the beginning, but also that will have some space for kids and that sort of thing. Um, pray for a setup and takedown team to take shape. Uh, right now we have people, uh, Mike has been sort of in charge of making sure things are where they're supposed to be every week. But as we grow, we're going to have more responsibilities and things to set up. We'll have to set up communion and we'll have to set up uh, meeting people and we'll have to greeting people and name tags and all that. We're just going to have a lot of that that has to take place. So just pray that we'll have some good teams of people that would be willing to volunteer for that each week. Um, the big one is the last bullet point here. This is where we really need you to pray. Pray for God to provide us a location to meet, 9 a.m. to 12 noon each Sunday beginning in February or March. We'd like to launch in February or March. This is the thing. Like, they're called launch indicators like we talked about before because they have to happen before we can actually do it. And this is the big one. Like we, it's very hard to find a place for us to meet. If you imagine uh, the hospital in Brazelton and then you go out five miles in any direction, that's the location we're looking for to meet in. Anywhere in there, all right? We've been looking, racking our brains. Stephen and I were just talking about some of the places that we've looked at and talked to. Some of them are just astronomically expensive and we can't afford them. Some of them are just would never work for us. It's hard because you have to find a place that we can have 100 people in at least, more like 150 so we can spread out and grow. Um, and we'd like it to be between 100 and 200 so that we don't have to move in a year. Like, we, we really like that. So we also have a budget and those sort of things we have to tend to. So just pray that God will provide us a place. We've had some places say no, and I think I'm just going to go back to them and make offers in the coming weeks and say, we do it. We, this is what we need. We also have some pretty awesome people that are looking for places for us that are really mobbed up in Brazelton. So just we, this is the big area where we need prayer it's for us to have a place. Third trellis, and this one is in the process of being built right now, and that is hospitality. Um, uh, this is everything from the time somebody finds us on the Internet to coming and visiting here, uh, learning about our church, and getting more involved, and maybe even becoming a member. All of that process is sort of the hospitality process in our church. And so <clears throat> that's the piece of infrastructure that we're really working on getting into place. I think we're going to have a website by the beginning of January. Uh, like I said, we're going to have a podcast by probably this week. Um, so pray for those things as they are created, that they are able to demonstrate who we are and what we need. Um, pray for a team to help with greeting and assimilating visitors and that sort of stuff. We need that to be a part of what we have here, a regular uh, turn of that. Um, and pray that as people come and they want to be a part of our church, that they'd be willing to do these things. These are ways in to get to know you, to get to know one another, and to be able to serve in the body. Um, thirdly, and this is something that some of you have asked me about that we've kind of put on the, on the back burner, but starting uh, in January, the training sessions that I'm going to do in January are going to be about membership, about uh, what it means to be a member in a PCA church, particularly this PCA church. 
because I want you all to have that information because when we have our first launch, when we have our first uh, Sunday launch, all of you that want to become members are going to become members that day. Okay? And we'll become a, a church with its own membership. So we'll start that process in January. Um, and then lastly, pray for a spirit of hospitality in our group, uh, where our families will want to have other people in their homes, uh, for us to be able to meet one-on-one with people outside of our home. See, the, the problem, usually you build this trellis early, but this is the one that COVID really blocks. Like, you can't have people in your houses as easily. We can't meet in this sort of way at, like we want to. It's hard to train this in our people. And <clears throat> so this was the one, we've had to build this one later. And so as we build it, just pray that there'll be a culture among us that will want to invite and gather people into our lives that aren't usually there. Okay, um, questions. This is sort of the year in review. We're telling you where we are. Oh, one other thing I did want to add. Um, I told you in the beginning that we, uh, we set a goal of $250,000 for our year. Right now, we're at two twenty-five. Which is that's pretty incredible in a COVID year. Um, God has been very generous. There are lots and lots of people that have given outside of this group, lots of churches. The biggest giver to our church is a Baptist church in Gainesville. That's kingdom thinking right there. And they and they call me all the time. They want to come visit one Sunday and sit with us and meet you and that sort of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of people that are are giving substantially and believe in what we're doing. And so I keep praying that God would provide there. I think we're going to be fine. Any questions about things? Anyone? Not unusual that you don't have any questions. Okay. All right. So what I'd like to do uh, to, to finish things up today is if you would just divide into some smaller groups, you can socially distance as much as needed, uh, and just start praying through some of these things together. You might even just want to just take one. We're going to pray for discipleship groups. We're going to pray for whatever, and just pray uh, that God would be at work in our body in 2021. Because that's where we're headed. Okay, let me pray before we go. Father, once again, we are very, very thankful for what you've done here. And um, uh, you are quite amazing that uh, when I have lots of friends who are in church planting and things are so hard for them this year, that you have blessed us. There's no reason for that other than your grace. And so we cast ourselves on your mercy and thank you and ask for more uh, in the year ahead. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.